Okay, I think this one's good. Let's try it. Welcome into the Long Drive Impact 89FM's own golf podcast, broadcasting live from the Impact 89FM studios on the campus of Michigan State University. I'm your host, Grace Goodlerick, tonight joined by my co-host, Jack Latterman, as well as Tim Marshall and Jackson McIntyre on this eve of the 2024 Genesis Invitational Tigers return to professional golf. How are we feeling this week, boys? Excited. Uh, I love watching Tiger play, so... This week will definitely be a fun experience to get him back in action. Also, elevated event, so yeah, a lot of good players out there. This mm-hmm. week. Seen him in a couple Instagram posts. His swing looks pretty good. Yeah, he, to see him play. he looks good. Yeah. He looks like he's ready to play golf. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah, it's a good field. Honestly, this is the most nervous I've been. I'm just nervous to watch Tiger. Um, like, I really just want him to stay healthy. Really hope he doesn't shoot. 87 tomorrow. Like, I'm yeah. just nervous I mean, for that, the guy. I really don't want to see him go out there and yeah. shoot like 82 tomorrow like, like so excited worst case scenario. so excited but just just like just nervous dude like i i just want him to do well so bad yeah it's interesting because he's never won there either exactly one of the rare t- courses on the tour that he hasn't had a lot of success at exactly not real rich course history never won this event before so we'll see if his uh, tide changes uh, or, or if uh, if everything flips this week for Tiger. We'll begin with a couple bits of news surrounding the golf world, PGA Tour. Uh, and going back to Tiger, on Monday announces the Sunday Red, Sunday Red partnership clothing brand uh, endorsement deal with TaylorMade. Obviously, this was kind of the writing on the wall as TaylorMade filed for a patent within the U.S. Circuit Court. Uh, how, how are we feeling about it? Are we ready for the drop on May 1st? What do we think about the logo? The stripes pay homage to the 15 major championships that he's won. It's kind of a weird deal, and I think they kind of missed a layup with like his, his celebration at the players that one year, like both arms up. Uh, how, how are we feeling about it? Is it a good look for TaylorMade? I mean, they kind of they kind of knocked it out of the park with this one. I mean, if you can get Tiger Woods to hop on board, and they already have his club, his, his uh, equipment endorsement, so... Meh. Meh. I don't know. I'm hot on it. I'm going to buy it. I'll I'm buy it them. either way, but the, the logo, in my opinion, it's fine, but I, I think it could have been amazing. Like, I don't love it. I think it's fine, but the Sunday, two words, just That's weird. aesthetically That's weird. kind of frustrates me, but I mean, I'll still buy it and wear it, and I think everyone will, but yeah, I, I was a little bit not, I was a little disappointed in it. I've always been a TaylorMade fan, so I'm for sure going to be buying a hat at least. Um, I don't know how expensive everything's going to be. Probably very, I would think. Uh, yeah, upwards yeah, I mean, of hundred plus dollars for a T-shirt or something like that. So, um, I don't mind the logo. I saw something on Twitter that if you like turn it sideways, it like almost represents like a spine. So yeah, um, it's, yeah. I, I thought mean, that was pretty cool to to see that <clears throat> from his injuries, but I'm not too hot on the logo. I wish they would have done his celebration pose. Um. But yeah, I'm excited to buy a hat. <laughs> yeah, no, I it, it's I'm automatically gonna buy some some sort of thing on it. Uh, I think logo might be a little weird. Sunday red, like you guys said, a little odd. But uh, it'll be cool to see because we we've only seen the product through him so far. Right. So once this May drop comes and we'll see all the other stuff they put out, I think it'll be maybe a higher attitude towards it. Kind yeah, of. yeah. I mean, once, like, you, the week leading up to it, especially people, like, in the golf world, I mean, like, Tiger made Nike, Nike Golf into what it is now at this point. Um, and every single kid wanted their dad to go out and buy him a red polo and a pair of black pants because that was a signature. That's what he wore. This doesn't necessarily feel like it's going to have the same vibe to it necessarily. I mean, this is a huge announcement, obviously. This is a huge endorsement deal, but, like, I don't know if I'm getting the same vibe towards it, honestly. Like, I, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I think it'll be interesting if other tour players will wear his stuff, too. Yeah, that's true. Other yeah. tailor-made guys. Because, I mean, yeah. That's, I mean, like, I don't know. We could kind of see, like, a resemblance of what Michael Jordan has. Like, the, the Jordan brand is separate almost, but it's a, it's a separate entity of Nike. But there's colleges, there's certain professional athletes to have their own endorsement deals through the Jordan brand. We can kind of see this like maybe 
a guy, another guy that's like a, a Nike golf athlete that also plays tailor-made clubs like a Scotty Scheffler or a Tommy Fleetwood switch to wearing Sunday red. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. See what happens. Um, this last week, Live Golf Las Vegas, they kind of knocked it out of the park again. I watched a little bit on Saturday. They had a, a, a hell of a final round grouping. Bryson DeChambeau, John Rahm, Dustin Johnson, my boy Dustin Johnson obviously winning, uh, scored minus 12. Uh, and, and it was Saturday. So like you could, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, the three rounds didn't have to worry about watching it leading up to the Super Bowl, but that kind of opened up for the Phoenix open, which we'll get there in a couple minutes. How do we feel about live golf this last week? It was, it, I thought it was another good showing. They're, they're just kind of solid. They know what they're doing. I didn't watch it all to be totally honest. I, uh, saw Bryson was hanging. In I there. only watched a little bit on Saturday. Bryson but. was the only guy I took to win. Um, he was in first, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is great." And I was going to tune in, and then I saw Bryson was like plus three or through eight or something, and I just didn't pay attention. But uh, it seemed pretty good. I don't know crowd wise if you watched. I don't know how how good it was, but I'm curious with everyone there for the Super Bowl. Are you going to live on Saturday, or are you doing Super Bowl activities? Exactly. I well, I mean, it was probably it was the vibe that I got was it was more like okay, live teed off. I can't remember what time they teed off on Saturday, but it was in enough time to where. If you were gonna go there, you were gonna you were gonna go to the tournament. You were gonna watch the final round, and then it was gonna be over with it. Uh, three, four o'clock local time, whatever. You were gonna have enough time to go back to your hotel, shower, and then go to dinner, and then all the after parties after that. Like it was just kind of a good set timeline, and then you didn't have to worry about it all on Sunday because typically they do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Tournament was over with on Saturday, so uh brooks and jenna and dj and paulina could go to all the parties phil mickelson all the parties for the super bowl whatever like i mean you could do whatever you wanted to because you didn't have to play golf and the fans didn't have to worry about going to watch golf on sunday and then hurry to make it to allegiant stadium for the super bowl too so i didn't watch either excuse me but i think once they up their game with the spectators i think that live golf will sh- it will show in the viewers online um it's also hard cuz some people don't have CW which is a problem yeah but, that's um, yeah that's the biggest obstacle right now for the music needs to stop it's insane i've heard I, a, yeah, yeah i've heard a lot of bad things about the music I, yeah it's some live players complaining some fans complaining um the broadcasters have to talk over it cuz it's yeah. just loud it's yeah i mean it's just I mean, I under I, I understand that it's it's golf, but louder is like their whole slogan. They're trying to create kind of like, not necessarily a party atmosphere, but differ from what is like the very traditionalist, like establishment PGA Tour. They're trying to like kind of distance themselves from that. So I don't know, and that could be another underlying factor as to why nothing's gotten done between them. You know, that could be there could be some validity to that. I think it's uh, a very smart idea to kind of just follow where the Super Bowl was, especially with golf, yeah. where we saw last year at the Waste Management, that was a really, that brought a lot more eyes, which oh, kind of yeah. led to this year. But if they just follow them every single step, they're going to have people going and they're going to need stuff to do on Wednesday or Thursday, Friday, whenever. So I think this was um, a good idea. I, I There wasn't a lot of buzz about it, but... Thought it played out pretty well for Liv. Yeah, yeah. I mean, solid tournament. Not sure. When, do we know when the next Liv tournament is? That's why Liv's not good. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think any of us know. Nobody yeah. has a clue. And True. It's, and it's just at a city, and then you don't know where the, what's the course. Yeah, what's like, yeah, exactly. Is it in Dubai? Is it yeah. in China? We have no idea. Yeah, but I, we yeah, don't know where, don't when. Know. I know they have. I think they've got like two or three events before. The Masters, because I saw an interview with DJ after he won that said he's kind of rounding into form and wants to get ready for tournament X, Y, and Z before the Masters. So I think there's like two or three things they got going on before the Masters. Not sure where they're at. Not sure what courses. To be determined, obviously. Uh, moving on, Cristobal Del Solar on the Corn Ferry Tour shoots 57. Yes, you heard that right. 57 at the Astara Championship uh, in Columbia, this is uh, the second, well, tied for the lowest round in the history of professional golf on a professional tour, tied uh, with David Carey from Ireland, who shot 57 at the Servino Open on the Alps Tour in 2019. Boys, is this uh, is this one of the craziest feats we've seen in sports? 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious mm-hmm. if we're ever going to hear his name. Yeah, again. exactly. Like, are we going to hear from this guy ever again? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It was it a fluke thing, and maybe he just, you know, everything clicked and conditions were easy and everything just lined up for him. Um, or maybe he's really good. I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. Probably a little of both. I saw a picture of him on Instagram after he shot his 57. It looked beautiful there, wherever they were. Um, yeah, somewhere, shot, in, somewhere in Colombia. His yeah. 57 was round one. The course is a par 70. He had nine birdies and two eagles. Round two, 69. Round three, 75. See, and he had, yeah, yeah it's, that's a problem. He had two bogeys and three doubles. What place did he finish in the He tournament? finished 19 under solo fifth. I mean, yeah, that's a problem. After being in the lead by, I imagine, at least five shots through one day, that's a kind of a tough way to end it in fifth place. That's yeah. a pretty disgusting way to yeah. end it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is that? 18 shot difference from. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. That's. This 18 the winner shot difference was over 22 two under. Wow. Yeah. That's. Uh, I don't know. Well, then he, uh, he finished with a 63 round four. Seven, eight birdies, an eagle, and two bogeys. So I don't know. It just might be one of those days where the stars align for this yeah. guy. We might yeah. never hear anything from him. Might never see him ever again. But yeah. who knows? Uh, last little bit of news here before we get to breaking down the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Just a quick little anecdote. Building into Tiger this week and sort of the speculation as to how he's going to play. Also hired a new caddy. Lance Bennett uh, has been previously on the bag for Matt Kuchar and Sung J.M., this week, so we'll see how that goes. On to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, which was a, a great showing of golf. I'm a little pissed at uh, at my co-host here, Jack, for taking me off of Nick Taylor last week because I said pre-show I was hot on Nick Taylor. He told me no, so I got off of him, and the guy goes out and wins the ma- Waste Management in a playoff over Chuck Hoffman. Um, both finished minus 21. Sam Burns minus 18. Scotty Scheffler comes up three shots short. Of his bid for a three-peat, uh, finishes tied for third, minus 18. Sahith Thigala rounding out the top five, minus 17. Jordan Spieth also in there, minus 14. Uh, so the golf, we'll start with the golf. What did we think of that last uh, the um, <clears throat> last week? Excuse me, let's try that again. What did we think of that last week? I mean, Scotty Scheffler comes out just firing. I believe he had five birdies in his first however many holes on Saturday. Um and it was it was pretty good. Aside from the rain on Thursday, I think everything ran smoothly after that. Guys came out there. They really attacked the course. How did we feel about the golf? I was really feeling good. I had a Scotty Scheffler outright with the boost last week, and he went up, I believe, one or two strokes on Sunday. Yeah, he was I he was, was in the lead on Sunday. I was, like, just writing that in. Scotty Scheffler up two strokes, like, come on. Um, so that was disappointing. Charlie Hoffman was on a mission. Yes. I, I do feel for him a little bit. I, this I do was, feel bad, yes. This may have been the last time he was uh, going to be, He's gonna up, be up the leaderboard. He's and, getting up there, yeah. Yeah, so I do feel for him. Um, Nick Taylor was just on a mission as well. I think, not even talking about the crowd and all that, this was an absolute disaster uh, timing-wise with the the delays. Each I think every day had a delay from Frost plus Thursday was, you know, just a washout for the most part. Yeah. But this going, I mean, it went until mid-second quarter, I think, of the Super Bowl, just golf-wise. I think disastrous uh, just for viewership-wise, so that yeah. was I mean, not ideal. But aside from the viewership, I mean... The golf itself was incredible. The golf itself was incredible, and I feel like the tournament, aside from, like, running into the Super Bowl a little bit and having the washout on Thursday, ran pretty smooth. Yeah. I mean... The fan stuff, like that, we'll talk about that next. But that's all aside from the fact, talking about how the tournament ran logistically and how the golf ran. I think, like, everything was, they probably did as best they could yeah. after Thursday. With the delays, it kind of kind of messed me up a little bit, like, watching-wise, because um, I like to watch on ESPN Plus mm-hmm. instead of, like, YouTube TV. Um as a counterpart, but the delays kind of, I don't know. I think that it got better with after the cut since it was less guys, but like before the cut when they had however many was in the field and they all, half of them finished on time and the yeah. other half had, were like two holes in and they had to finish on the next day and then they couldn't finish their second round on Saturday or mm-hmm. Friday or whatever. 
I don't know. The golf, outside of the delays and the, the mismatch of tee times and all this stuff, was actually phenomenal. I think I had the most fun watching the actual golf for this tournament than I have for any tournament in a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this week as well. Yeah, I thought it was a success golf-wise, especially Saturday where it was really tough to get all those holes in, so they they didn't regroup. I thought that was big because especially around that like early afternoon, that's usually when I, especially on the weekends, that's when I'm really kind of tuning in. Oh, so yeah. to lose a little bit of that because of the like regrouping and they had guys that were in 70th place that had to finish up on they were eight over and they still have to finish up yeah. before you could get everyone else back up on the course. So uh, I, I thought all in all it was a tough challenge, but I think they came away pretty pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, golf. They pretty, did a good job, yeah. um, like switching the pins on time. Like mm-hmm. yeah. they didn't regroup, which I thought was great. Like Tim said, um, I lost my train Yeah, of no, logistics-wise, for the in terms of the inner workings of the tournament, yeah. it ran pretty well. But yeah. now we have to talk about the elephant in the room, obviously. Mm. I mean, you saw Zach Johnson, don't serve me, somebody <laughs> bitching about his Ryder Cup captaincy. You had... Uh, Billy Horschel. Billy Horschel, yes. You had Jordan Spieth, what the, you know what, after somebody yelled in his backswing, how, I mean, and it was just a total, uh, a total wash almost in terms of the spectator vibe. Zach Johnson comes out afterwards. He said he's been a touring professional for 21 years. He's played this tournament the majority of the years that he's been on tour. And it's kind of boiling over to the point that guys don't want to come, but they still continue to come. That's a terrible look. And how do we fix it? Nobody really knows. What What do we think? I mean, it's, they it, was, it was terrible. It was just way too out of hand. I mean, they had to cut off people coming. They had to cut off admission and alcohol sales on Saturday afternoon because it was so out of control. But they, I saw something that I believe it holds 250000 or 200000 something around there. Yeah. They admitted... Upwards of five hundred thousand on Saturday. Yeah, that's just a logistics See, problem. That's that's like that's just an issue. Yeah. And you said people are still coming back. I if it's not elevated, if I'm Jordan Spieth, there's no way I'm playing this tournament next year. After uh, how this yeah, happened, I mean, like why why would you if it's not elevated and you have to take a like you have to take this week, like Riv off or one of these weeks? Why would you not take that one off? It's a disaster. Um, I don't know. I it drove me nuts to be honest. And it's not golf fans there. It's People that want to party. Exactly. Um, it's a live event, essentially. So that this is a live event on steroids you, without the music. And we sound like boomers, but like you can't go run out on the damn course. No. Like cart come on, for, uh, cartwheeling into like the sand. You, yeah, that's yeah, ridiculous. That was, mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you can't do that. Sand yeah. Angel. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and even just like, I mean, the Jordan Spieth thing. I love Jordan. I, I've 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 always liked Jordan Spieth, and I do. I mean, you have to condemn every single time somebody yells in somebody's backswing. Obviously, at this tournament, it's going to be a lot more prevalent than other tournaments where somebody's probably going to end up doing that. But, I mean, even then, like, you kind of have to be sort of be on your toes for that. But even then, it's a professional golf tournament. These guys are the best millions of dollars on the, line. on the planet. That's what... That's just sort of inexcusable behavior. I mean, picking a fight with Zach Johnson, who was a Ryder Cup captain, two-time major champion. I think he's won, what, 12 times on the PGA Tour? A fan picking a fight with that, what sort of validity does that have to you? None whatsoever. That guy's out there doing his job at the highest level, probably higher than that individual is doing his job, arguably. That might sound a little offensive, no, but definitely. it's definitely, definitely yeah. you know? If he like, he plays on this, the PGA Tour. Like, well, they, like Jordan, not that this matters, but like he very well could have swung and missed that ball, mm-hmm. and it would have cost him 500 k Exactly. That's... That's or I mean he pushes it right into a trap. Yeah. His second shot is short to the left. He doesn't get up and down, makes bogey one shot at a tournament like that is the difference between an extra four hundred K and not. So I also saw many actual golf fans that were, you know, like either sober or drinking responsibly, whatever. They were there for the golf. Yeah. And they said that pretty rare but at that event. They, it was horrible. Like all the people that I've seen on social media coming out said that it was a miserable experience that like 
like it was just not enjoyable whatsoever mm -hmm. um that people you were just getting like there were fights all over the place people are screaming like that it was just a horrible experience for anyone that like was there for the actual golf so i don't know how to fix it but i and maybe i'm in the wrong here but i you have to fix it or no one's coming next year in my opinion yeah i mean i i think the leaders did a terrible job <clears throat> with the way that they admitted people and that the whole alcohol sale thing. So they cut off alcohol at like 1 p.m. Yeah. Yeah, they stopped admitting people and cut off booze yeah. at, what, 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon? They already which... had two times the people they were supposed to have in at that time. Yeah, that's a logistics like, problem. That's... People would just go park at a random neighborhood by the course, go to the back where the gates were and hop the gates. They were just walking in. Just walk, yeah, like, just, just... like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people Apocalyptic types. Type stuff. Yeah. yeah. The amount of videos you saw on social media, usually you get like one or two. Oh, oh wow, that guy's really drunk. Yeah, like but, hobbling mm, over. Yeah. Like it was. I've I keep seeing them today, and it's been like three days since the tournament. It's like new one afternoon. Like it's bad. It's it's become like a music festival where Almost. it's just like it's just yeah insane. This, just people carnage. aren't even there watching yeah. the golf. They're yeah. over there That's watching the drunk people falling. Yeah, yeah, literally. Like this is. I mean, it looks like a dance floor. You go to any bar here in East Lansing. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Which I mean, the it, the rain didn't help either. No, it was muddy. No, it was terrible. I mean, everybody saw the video, the most prevalent video going around on social media with the two guys fighting with each other. They've got the tournament officials coming up, and they're like on a mudslide down the hill. I mean, there's that video. There's X number of other videos of. People yelling at each other and throwing beer cans at each other and picking fights with each other. I mean, 16, thank God nobody made a hole in one say, yeah. because that place would have exploded and it would have been just game over after that. This game over. So, yeah, I don't know. Chance Cosby, executive director of the Thunderbirds, which is apparently the civic organization that hosts the Open, says that they're already looking to make changes for next year and they, uh, they damn well better because I could envision... A record low turnout next year. If I'm a tour player, I'm not coming back That's unless they saying. do something yeah. massive to well, change it. I believe it. it's yeah. not elevated again. I might be wrong, but if it's not it elevated. It probably won't be. There's got to be some sort of policy changes, yeah. though, in order to get guys to come back. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, other than that side, the golf was phenomenal. Congrats to Nick Taylor. Fourth PGA Tour win moves us on to what is an elevated event. Uh, part of the new signature event series, the Genesis Invitational, hosted by TGR Live Events, Tiger Woods Company. Uh, and he's a playing host this week. Obviously, the main draw to Riviera Country Club this week is going to be Tiger. But there's so many other storylines, so we're going to unpack it all for you right now. Beginning with a signature event, $20 million purse, 70-man field, 50 make the cut. Um, so that is obviously a lot, a lot to play for there. 700 FedEx Cup points awarded to the winner. Each of the last two defending champions are not in the field after they defected to Live Golf 2022. Joaquin Neiman 2023. John Rahm. That leads us to one of the most storied venues on the PGA Tour, Hogan's Alley. We're out in Hollywood, Riviera Country Club. What sort of stats do we have? What do the models look like? Who's going to play well? Who's going to fade this week? So par 71. Um, with POA greens, really important. These greens are going to be very difficult, um, at least in comparison to most events. It gets This course gets compared to Augusta, rightfully so. Many people that play well um, here play well at the Masters and vice versa. Um, approach is going to be very important. Three of the last four winners have been top five in approach for the week. And it's going to be relatively long in terms of, um, like, Big drivers are going to be in great shape this week. The Kikuya rough is pretty ugly, um, especially if it gets wet, which I know it's been raining this week. Not sure if it's going to dry out over the next few days, but that the driving accuracy could become a little more important as well. Um, of the 13 last winners, 11 played Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach the week before, and um, of the last 10, 8 of the last 10 have a top 15 at Riviera in the past. So course history and... Um, like recent form have been very important for this. So off the tee is going to matter. Tee to green approach per usual. I think putting may, may be something that kind of washes a little bit because everyone may struggle putting. But um, yeah, accuracy and distance. It's going to be really interesting to see if some of these long long hitters can hit the fairway because they're mm -hmm. going to have to. 
I think it's going to be better to be short and in the fairway than long and in the rough. So that'll be very interesting to see how their second shots come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a the trend that we've seen guys that have won here, aside from last year when John Rahm was kind of viewed as like the he's got everything in his toolkit, he can do it all kind of guy. The trend is like you don't need to – I mean, this isn't a bomber's paradise. This isn't like guys that are punching it out there 315, 320 – and then wedging it close. This isn't the type of course where you're going to be able to do that. So really interesting mix of guys that are probably going to theoretically contend this week. That brings us to the featured groups. Obviously, star-studded field will begin round one, 12.25 Eastern time. Justin Thomas paired with Tiger Woods and Gary Woodland. Who's going to play the best out of this group? I feel like it's got to be JT, right? Yeah, I love Tiger, obviously. And I like Gary Woodland a lot too, but uh, this three-ball JT is minus 110. That's ridiculous value yeah. in my opinion free yeah i mm-hmm. i am on that pretty hard i think jt's a really good course fit um he's he's been in amazing form he might be fully back i hope he's fully back and he's playing with with tiger who's one of his friends like i think yeah. he'll be in a good in a good mood and uh poa also is by far jt's best surface for putting so yeah. maybe he'll be able to hang in there i th- think jt's easily the best in this group mm-hmm. but tiger i mean Tiger could go four under tomorrow. Who like, knows? I wouldn't be shocked. Who knows? I got JT, obviously. I'm not too hot on Gary Woodland. Um, Tiger's first tournament back. I don't know if he's tournament ready right now to contend. Yeah, um, that's a big question. JT played well last week. He, uh, he's striping the ball. He made a hole-in-one today in the practice round. Like um, JT's just the obvious answer for this, for this one. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a uh, resurgence group, especially with how last year none of these guys really performed up to their liking. Tiger was out for most of the year, so this is kind of a build-back week for all three of them. And uh, just looking into Tiger, he, he's he been kind of – he complains kind of when it's a cold, rough morning. So yeah. 9.30 tea time, it's going to be a little cold, cooler in the morning. So he might start slow tomorrow. I – I don't know. I, I hope he plays well, but I think JT's definitely the safe pick. Yeah, that's group. true. That's another good point with kind of the marine layer. These guys going out in the morning, probably going to be a little softer, but it's going to be cold. Like, I mean, you're in LA, but still it's going to be 40s and 50s before you can reach 60s, 70s, low 80s during the day. So we'll see how that affects the guys. Round one, 242 Eastern time, Scotty Scheffler paired with Matt Fitzpatrick and Colin Morikawa. Who do we, uh, who do we like out of this group? I like Scotty again. I was on him last week, and I I don't know how you don't play him. Fitzpatrick's one name I have not thought about at all this week, just in terms of ball striking. I haven't really liked him, but Morikawa's one that ball striking is exquisite. So he's yeah. one that I think could do well, but Scotty for me is obviously best player in the world. Yeah, for a reason. I think this might be probably the toughest decision for me, like this group. Um, I like all three of these guys. Obviously, Scotty's number one player in the world. He played phenomenal last week, as always. Um, I had Fitzpatrick a couple weeks ago. He's been pretty good. Ball striking has been eh, but still up there on the leaderboards. And Morikawa is, I think, my sleeper pick for a lot of bets this week. Wink, wink. Um, his ball striking is awesome. I mean, his best club in the bag is a six iron, like, yeah. How many people's best club in the bag is a six iron? Like, exactly. Probably just Colin. He's one of the best iron players on tour, yeah. Yeah. So I think this is a toss-up for me. I don't really have an answer. i just uh, looking forward to seeing how it plays out, if that gets, that's my answer. Yeah, out of this, this is definitely a group where you could definitely see a winner coming out of, and I think it's going to be Colin. I, I, I like how his fit is at this court, especially with approach, and he's California kid. I think this could be the week because – when if we look back to like three years ago, it was like, oh, he's just gonna win every every couple months. He's gonna be a perennial top three player in the yeah. on the tour, and that really hasn't been the case. He's been quiet, but like once he kind of gets in a groove, he really can uh, he can really go. So hopefully, this is the start of that. He has some good course experience here, some good finishes in the past. So I like Colin. Yeah, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but. 2021 open and then did not win until Zozo this last fall. Yeah. So that's, yeah, now that he's he got that win last fall, can kind of get that under his belt, get rolling a little bit, we hope. Um, always nice to see him play well. 
Round 1, 12, 13 p.m. Eastern, Jordan Spieth paired with Tom Kim and a home game for Patrick Cantley. Who do we like this week? I like Cantley in this. I think Spieth is going to be pretty popular, as he normally is. Um, but Cantley finished third here last year. I think he's quietly in this group of guys going to be kind of the least least talked about guy, and he's just really good all around. Yeah. Just like top 10 in basically everything. And I think this is gonna it's gonna take that. When I think of Patrick Cantley in this group in the on TV on the broadcaster's booth, I think Patrick Cantley is the guy that is the least talked about of of all the featured groups, even though he's probably one of the best. But I think he's the one that quietly makes birdies and moves on to the next hole. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna roll with Cantley in this one. Um Jordan Spieth's been pretty good last few weeks. Uh, he finished well last week. I was like T12 or something like that. T14. Uh, something like that. Tom Kim, uh, T17, took him in my one and done. So, coming off solid weeks, but yeah. I feel like, yeah, this, I, if you want I to just, play Patrick Cantley this week, then this is probably the week to do it. Yeah, and he's probably not the favored one in this group. If you want to take him for a uh, group winner, yeah, um, that might be a good bet. Yeah, Kim's just short. I think that's the... Yeah. No problem. I think if you're going to be short, you need to hit fairways or you're just you completely can spray it. done. You so can that's, spray it, kind that's of. That's the fear, but yeah. Yeah. Can't lay kind of just like a robot. This is kind of a course where you kind of need to be a little robotic. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. So I think I, I like can't lay a little bit. Um, he was one of my, going through my one and dones, he was one of the guys that I was thinking about as yeah. well. So. Yeah. So we'll see what comes out of that group. Obviously, very, uh, very, pr- um, <clears throat> Primetime group there. Another one, 2.54 Eastern time. Rory McIlroy paired with Wyndham Clark, who won the U.S. Open at nearby LACC last year, paired with Max Homa, 2021 champion, a home game for him. I like him this week. Uh, what do you guys think? I love Homa this week. Uh, yes. Home game, like you said, also has a second, fifth, first, Tenth in his last four. It's his favorite this tour. Is, this favorite is his tour favorite, venue. Yes, this yeah. is his favorite place to be. He's sort of like Cantlay. He's long enough, in my opinion, like decent approach and putting, and then really good ball striking. So I love him. I think Rory. I have not heard anyone. I listen to a ton of like betting and mm-hmm. daily fantasy golf stuff. Nobody is on Rory, and that's. I mean, Rory strikes the ball so well and just mashes it. So. <laughs> Rory could quietly be the one that you that everyone misses out on. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised in that. But, yeah, to me it's <sighs> Wyndham too, honestly. I like all these guys. Yeah. They could all – I mean, this is kind of a flyer group here. I don't really know. Like, I I think Rory could shoot the lights out or he could almost miss cut. Like, I don't know. It's just – this is a weird week for him, I feel like. I'm rocking with Rory this week. Um, I looked into Homa a little bit. Um in the past couple of days, he doesn't have phenomenal course history here, um, which surprised me. But he has had some strong weeks um, this year. But I don't think that <clears throat> I don't think that he'll get it done. I just I don't know. He almost missed the cut last week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that could have been a mix of all the other shenanigans and BS that was going on around the tournament. But he doesn't have. The course history that would make me pick him in this tournament, I think Rory is the least talked about, or not the least talked about, but one of the least talked about in this group. I think he gets it done quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I um, I like how they put this group together because if you remember from the U.S. Open last year in L.A., they had Rory and Wyndham Clark in the final pairing. Yeah. Obviously, Wyndham ended up winning, and then you had the hometown kid in Homa, a very fun group where there will be a lot of eyeballs on that group. And I'm going to go with uh, Wyndham Clark here. I think he's just a really good striker of the ball. He doesn't really have a a great history here, but I think coming back to L.A. Mm -hmm. where he won the U.S. Open, he's had some success. He's coming off of a win, even though if it was 54 holes. Wait, did he play? I don't know if he played last week. Uh, I believe he he did. He took the week off. No, he played last week. I don't know where he finished. Um, but uh, anyway. T41. Regardless. In the last two weeks, he has a win. Yeah. So I, I think he's playing decently well. He can definitely find that again this week. Yeah, I feel like states, like how you play in each state is a big, not yeah. necessarily deciding factor, but two of his three PGA Tour wins, state of California, 
kind of likes the vibe out there. You can tell, just relax, plays good golf. So, I don't know. Wyndham Clark, good pick this week. Uh, 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, round one. Xander Shoffley paired with Tommy Fleetwood and another hometown kid. Home game for Sahithigala, graduate of uh, nearby Pepperdine. Uh, who do we like this week out of this group? There's a lot of – I could see all three of these guys playing really, really well this week. I think Sahith is interesting with two good weeks in a row with his uh, sixth place here last year. And stat-wise, he's just been consistent all around the board. He'd be the one I'm on. Honestly, I think all of these guys, I think Fleetwood might get um, a little overlooked just in terms of he, he like doesn't fit the course real well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think Sahith's going to be super popular. Obviously, it'll be there'll be a lot of Sahith fans there, I assume, as well. So. I think he'll be an interesting one to watch, and his grouping, I think, will have a, a big following. Yeah. I'm also on Sahith this week. Um, I haven't seen much of Tommy this year or last year, for that matter, um, so it'd be interesting to see how he plays as well. Um, this is one of the groups that I think I will be watching the most or one of the most. Um, I love Sahith. I love the way he plays. I love his fan base. I love his energy on the course. Um so yeah, Sahith. Uh, I'm going to go with Xander here. I didn't know he's been top 10 in three of the last four. I think that's, mm. he's been just kind of quiet, just going through motions. He's been, a, he's a good guy. Like he's a guy that you're going to take and you, you can trust him in the big moments. But yeah. I, yeah, I'm going to go with Xander here. He's another Cali, Cali guy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's comfortable playing in that state aside from the majors, big events. Yeah. He shows up. Mm-hmm. Might not win him, but he's a top five lock, top ten lock, just kind of quiet, goes through the motions, just it, it's, it feels almost routine. Uh, final feature group that we'll get to here, round one, 12-1 Eastern time. Last week's champion Nick Taylor paired with Sam Burns and Victor Hovland, two guys that are looking for uh, resurgent weeks on the PGA Tour after they've been down considerably uh, for this first part of the season. Who do we like out of this group? Honestly, I'm not um... – like putting any money on any of them. I think Victor, if anyone, would be the one. But just, I think his game, obviously, he um, he skipped out last week and I think was was having a rough go just game-wise. game, like game wise. His wrist was hurting him, I think. Um, he has T4 and T5 here in the past. He'd be the one I'm on. I think a lot of people are on Burns, and he, Burns is one guy that when everyone's playing Sam Burns, I just don't like like that. But that's kind of my only reasoning. I don't love Sam Burns. Um, contrary to popular belief, he's one of those guys that I feel like a lot of people gravitate towards um, personality-wise. I became a big Nick Taylor fan after last week. Um, his on-course persona surprised me. Um, I also think Victor, um, Jack, you mentioned his wrist injury. Um, I think that not only do I think, but I like Victor because not only has he had like he had a, he had a bad week two weeks ago and then last week he didn't play. Um, I think he's one of those guys that just needed a little break from such a phenomenal year last year. I think he kind of comes back. Um, Nick Taylor had a phenomenal week. I don't know how many guys go top five back to back weeks um, in the past. I'm on Victor this week. Yeah. Yeah, every guy in this group is kind of in a tough spot. I mean, obviously coming off a win, Nick Taylor, you you usually don't see a guy go back to back. There's a little bit of hangover there, especially if he was in Scottsdale, yeah, Super Bowl, oh, yeah. like that. Like you never know. I mean, it's just a whirlwind for a guy like that to win a big event. Uh, Sam Burns, he he's been playing better, uh, but then there's Hovland who has an injury. So all three of these guys really aren't in peak form right now. I and I. I guess I'll go with Hovland just because of the performance in the past. And yeah, and just he's Victor Hovland. Like he's one of the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, should uh, should be an exciting week. Those are some amazing featured groups that everybody will be excited to watch come tomorrow morning. Leads us to our one and done last week for the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Jack takes Adam Scott, finishes T8, makes $248,600. Uh, and Jack has won a total of $317,933. Tim takes a Deki Matsuyama, two-time defending champion, uh, finishes T22, T22nd, ugh, tied for 22nd, excuse me, 
makes $82,133 for a grand total of $332,483. Jackson takes Cam Young, also finishes tied for eighth, $248,600 for a grand total of $318,725,000. That's kind of a fun little thing that you guys got going on there. Pretty close, neck and neck. Uh, I eclipsed a million dollars this last week. I take Tom Kim. He finishes T17, makes $125,400. I made $1,078,700 total. That leads us to our one and done this week. We got a hell of a lot of money on the line this week. Who are we taking? I'm taking Patrick Cantlay, like we said before. Just consistency, third year last year. And I just think that he is quietly going to be a really good play with with people don't people don't love him. Um, just because he's slow and kind of boring, but yeah, home game, yep. home games matter. Yep, location matters. Big time event. I'm going with the big time player. I'm going with Colin Morikawa. I think he just will rise to the occasion. Hopefully, and if it isn't a if it isn't a win, hopefully it's a top five. Get some, get that money up because even a like a top three in an elevated event is about a million dollars. So that that's kind of what I'm looking for this week. Someone who will be solidly up there in the top 10. I was looking at um, course history. was one of the things I looked at most when I was picking this one and done. Adam Scott stuck out to me. He won here in 2020, um, seasoned veteran on the tour, elevated event now. I think I'm not so looking for a winner, but someone who can guarantee me a top 10. I think Adam Scott is that guy for me this week. Um, He has four top 10s already this year. Um, like I said, one back in 2020 has had multiple top fives, top tens in the past here. So, um, I'm riding Adam Scott for hopefully to bring me to eclipse a million. Yeah. I like the, uh, the past champion vibe. I like the, uh, consistency vibe. Got to go with Max Homa. I just said home games matter. This is his favorite tour stop. Uh, as far as I know, every single year he's played it, he's finished in the top 10 with the win 2021, uh, in I believe playoff over Tony Fino, if I remember correctly. Uh, This just feels like it's it this week. I remember we were talking about him as we led into the Pebble Beach Pro-Am. As we led into last week, it was kind of middle of the pack finishes. He's comfortable here. He likes this atmosphere. He loves the course. And hopefully this is kind of, we can add him to the list of, excuse me, guys that should hopefully resurge this week. So I like Max Homa. Home game for him this week uh, as my one-and-done pick. Three guys to make the cut. One guy, your mortal lock, to finish in the top ten this week. The lock that we will ride until we die. Who do we have this week? To make the cut, I've got Russell Henley and Kitayama, who are pretty similar in terms of horrific course history and um, horrible putters. But both pretty good around the green and ball striking, so I'm hoping they can figure that out. And only 20 guys are getting cut. It shouldn't be that hard to make the cut this week. Um, and then my last one is Eric Cole, who's just consistent every week, just really good player. Uh, Will Zalatoris is my top 10. He Since his injury, um, he missed a cut, and then he went T34, then T13. I think he's headed in the right direction. He fourth here last year, mashes the ball. Ball striking is really good. I just want to root for Zalatoris, and I really want him to win. Um so, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with uh, Denny McCarthy, Kurt Kitayama, and Brian Harmon. Uh, McCarthy and Harmon play these uh, tougher courses pretty well. And then Kurt Kitayama, this a tournament, don't know why, kind of reminds me of the players, just elevated event. Yeah. Big, like, tough course. So I think he's risen to the occasion as well so i think he can kind of he's he also played well last week he was kind of in quietly had like around top 10 so i think he can uh make the cut and then can't lay top 10 will just be i think it's automatic he's just uh, not at the level of scheffler where he's inevitable but he he's just kind of mr consistency so i'm going with him i make the cut i got chris kirk brian Harmon, and tiger woods yes um, Somebody had to say it. Somebody yeah. had to say it. I I took him in one of my one of my bets that I made today um, was a boost. It was like Tiger minus one thirty five boosted to plus one hundred to make the cut. I think he. I think this is the lock of the lock for me this week. Tiger Woods making the cut. Um, like you said, only twenty guys get cut. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think, with zero course history here, basically. Um, I think it gets it done. First event back, elevated event, wants to make some money after just blowing the world out with his Sunday red announcement. Um, and then for my top 10, I got Justin Thomas. He's been playing pretty well recently, made a hole-in-one today, actually. Um, I think he's one of those guys that when he's on, he's on, and he can just go and go. Um, he could break away from the field if he gets hot, um, but he's my mortal lock top 10 this week. Yeah, I, I do like him. This feels like a resurgent week. Big-time event, big-time player, kind of rises to the occasion. I do like that. Uh, my three guys to make the cut, Russ Henley. Even though we mentioned his awful course history, I'm riding with him. Another guy with terrible course history, three missed cuts, finished 61st last year, tied for 61st, Corey Connors. I feel like kind of these three guys or these two guys just fit the course vibe sort of with their play style. I like him to make the cut this week. Sahith Igala, another guy, uh, good showing last year, hometown game or uh, home game for him, hometown kid. Uh, I'd like him to make the cut. My mortal lock this week. We haven't really talked about him a lot um, heading into our prep for the Genesis, but I like Ludwig Aberg this week. You know, he's kind of at tops and all the models in terms of ball striking, approach, performance around the greens, putting, which are the very dire statistics this week, aside from um, driving the ball well, hitting the fairways. So I really do like Ludwig Aberg to make the top 10 this week. Let's just our favorite prop bets of the week. We've got a lot listed here. Let's get into them. Starting with Keegan, top 20, he's one that hits the ball pretty far. Um, I just think he's in the range where he's getting overlooked a little bit, and I could see him playing well here even though he hasn't really in the past. Um, outrights, I have JT and Adam Scott, who I took early in the week. Um, they've both crashed, I believe, numbers-wise. And then Ludwig, like Ray just said, I'm just waiting for him to to just start going off and win like two in three weeks or something. Yeah. Um, and then just for fun, I have a parlay of those three guys, JT to top five, Ludwig top 10, Scott top 20. I'm going with uh playoff at plus 350. It's these elevated events. There's so many guys, like we're all talking about all these guys that fit great. They have good history. Mm -hmm. Like it's all going to go, the cream will rise to the top. And I think it's just so close that it'll have to go to a playoff. So I think at plus 350, that is a, um, a pretty good look right there. And then I have Aberg over Spieth in round one, minus 120. I think Spieth, I, I don't love Spieth this week. That's more what that's going off of. Mm -hmm. And then Corey Connors as the top Canadian at plus 280. Hopefully he can have a good week. Yeah. I like those odds too. I have Colin Morikawa over Max Homa for the entire tournament. Um, that's minus 110. They are actually both minus 110. It's kind of split middle, middle. Um, but I like Morikawa here more over Homa, even though it's a home game for Homa. Um, I'm riding Morikawa. And then I have doubling down on my um, one and done. I got Adam Scott top 20 at plus 110. He's got phenomenal course history. I think he easily makes top 20, if not top 15 or 10. Um, and then I have Tiger. This is my kind of long shot one, even though it's the odds aren't that bad. Um, Tiger four plus birdies in round one is on is a uh, plus a hundred. Um, I don't know if I'm going to place that or not, but um, it looked appetizing to me when I was looking at it. Um, and then I have Patrick Cantley, Morikawa, and Ludwig all to finish top twenty. That's plus three sixty. Um, I think those are phenomenal odds for those three guys who could all come out and be top five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I really do like that last finishing parlay there i'm going to continue to hop on uh the tiger bandwagon there's a boost out there on the sports books tiger three plus birdies round one minus 280 boosted to plus 100 i feel like this is a lock you know three birdies he might throw, sprinkle in a bogey or two i could see him shooting even par 71 tomorrow i think it, i think if he can go out there and shoot even par that's uh, if he can shoot 70 71 that's going to be a really good benchmark for where he's at how well he can play the rest of the week, um, Tiger 3 plus birdies round 1, minus 280, boosted to plus 100. Uh, any two to finish in the top five, Colin Morikawa, Jordan Spieth, Ludwig Aberg, plus 800. We've had extensive conversation about all three of these guys on the show so far. 
I like Jordan this week. He's played well the last couple weeks. Ludwig Aberg taking him uh, as my mortal lock for the top 10. Course stats just fit. Kyle Morikawa, home game, good course history. So any two of those guys to make the top five at plus 800. And then a guy that we have not mentioned but just feels like this could kind of be a week, you know. Haven't heard from him since he got uh, it, since he was tearfully shed from the Ryder Cup team at the end of last season. Keegan Bradley over four and a half birdies round one, plus 135 on the books. I really do like that. I think the guy's going to come out guns blazing tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, Keegan Bradley over four and a half birdies round one, uh, plus 135 on the books. And the second segment last week uh, – Excuse me, of our live build a parlay here, four man parlay, one guy or one leg from each man. Last week we were painfully short of missing out on a lock with Minwoo Lee not making the top 20, I believe is what it was. Um, so hopefully this week our fortunes will change. What do we uh, What do we have for the live build a parlay? Uh, I'm taking the same thing that I took last week, and I'll probably include this every single week. Scotty top 10, minus 110. Just roll it over. I mean, you can I roll. Think that's- you can roll it over like free money, like it was Christian McCaffrey anytime touchdown. You can this just is, roll it over. To me, it's the best value yeah. in, in golf betting. Yep. I'm going uh, Tiger top 40. It's a little – so after he makes the cut, which hopefully happens, it'll have to be to around 10 players on the weekend. Uh, that at minus 120, I like it. I like it. I'm going with it. Just Tiger Woods. You got to trust him. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about Kurt Kitayama, um already, but I got him top 30 at minus 110. Um, I think this perfectly rounds up all of these um, bets after Gray says his too, but I think this is the, the compliment to all four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I love those. I feel like we've got a really good lock here. I'm going Sahithigala. I've been talking about him the entire show. Um, you know, Jack mentioned an interesting stat earlier. Ten strokes gained here, T to green last year so I, I really like him hot on him i like him to make a top 20 plus 125 i feel like that's great value so you throw all those together in a four-leg parlay total odds plus 1212 ten dollars to win 131 dollars 25 cents free money roll it over we're going to make you 130 dollars richer so thank you all much thank you all so much for listening and catch us every week for the remainder of the season make sure to check out all of impact 89 fm's other podcasts this has been the long drive on impact 89 fm